Episode 55, Live Nate One Five Podcast. That's so many fives. How much fun are we having? Already so much fun. Thank God Sam isn't here. Oh man. So yeah, so it's it's me, Colin St. Vincent, and only one other co-host today. That is Jake LaRue. Um Jake, fuck Sam, am I right? Yeah, I can totally agree with that sentiment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Sam is gone. He is on a vacation. He said he he wanted to go find himself, so I think he's in the uh, Himalayas or the Universal Studios or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, one of those two. If, if you guys can go find out, let me know. Hit me up. But we are going to move on without him because we don't need his bitch ass. It's the OGs, Colton and Jake. Yeah. We're, well, back. we're throwing it back this episode. We're throwing it really, really far back. Imagine as far back as you can throw it and then... Um, throw back a little less, because we're, we're not going all the way back. There was only like five episodes back that we didn't have Sam, but still, <laughs> pretty far back. Yeah, so this is this is, Sam, this is this is already Sam's second episode that he's missed since he's joined, so. Um, well, and I think he missed the first week that we were ever going to have him, so that no, one doesn't really count. No, he, he missed, or he said he couldn't be on that first week, then we had him on, and then he missed the next week. <laughs> awesome. He's the absolute worst. Um, so we should just talk about. We should just trash on Sam this whole episode. Sam, if you, if you're listening, text me right now. Um, but you are not listening. I know for a fact. <laughs> you know, if you're in Universal. You do not give a shit. Yeah, Sam, if you are listening, text me Purple Cobras, um, right now. Thank you. All right, moving on. Um, we can go into whatever one wants to hear us talk about. Um. Sports, am I right? <laughs> that's that's the name of the show. No, it's, it's not. not. Okay. Um, we will Actually. start with Major League <laughs> Baseball. Huge day to be a Sox fan. Uh, Michael Kopech pitched his first two innings of Major League Ball. Jake, give me a breakdown. Go. Oh, it was so amazing. I mean, this was the most exciting White Sox game since, like, the first month of the season when, you know, expectations were medium and things have gone downhill. But uh, Kopech pitches his first day, long-awaited. It's, you know, there's been a lot of uh, hate going towards the White Sox for not bringing him up sooner. He had a couple passive-aggressive Instagram posts, even. Uh, a black-and-white one in his Charlotte uniform, so it kind of looks like a White Sox uniform. And he just had a check mark, or like a check mark in a box, which is a reference to Han. And then he had one that said, uh, nothing left to prove. He was getting real passive-aggressive on Instagram, is all I'm saying. They finally called him up. It's a big deal. It's Kopech Day. They sell, like, 25,000 tickets on a Tuesday, which is crazy. And um, he ends up pitching two innings, and it gets rained out. So, uh, If that's not the most 2018 White Sox story I've ever heard, that <laughs> Like you, like that was just a full minute of buildup to say that he pitched two innings and weather is just like, no, you're done. That's it. Dude, that's that's like the name of the game for rebuilds. Like that is so like slap you in your face. But honestly, I think it's a good thing because all you're gonna see about Kopech in the news, and he's been actually a lot. Like ESPN's talking about him. A lot of people are talking about him. He brings a lot of attention, which is big for the White Sox. And all they have is good stuff to go on. He struck out four guys. He looked electric. He was throwing 96, 97, and he had a wicked curveball. So uh, you watched the game, right? If you were if you were to call him Nolan Ryan with control, it would probably be like an understatement. Yeah, um, you watched the game, didn't you? Yeah, I watched every pitch he threw. How many times <laughs> did they show his girlfriend? Uh, zero, which is disappointing because she's a babe. <laughs> She, she was in the upper uh, deck, like I saw her on from her Instagram story, <laughs> and uh, she was she was way up there in like a booth. But uh, interesting, you know, Kopech looked good. He looked. The announcers mentioned it. He made it look like it was ninety six degrees with one hundred and ten humidity or something because he had like a sunburnt chest and his hair was always wet, like Clay Matthews, which you know just gets me going. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> it, it was like a cool night. It was like, and then it started raining. So it was like 80. It looked like it was 96 if you looked at him. Because he was red with wet, like sweating. It was it was a who, sight to pull. Who was more hot and bothered, Kopech or you watching Kopech? Um, I would say me and the, re- and like the rest of the 75% of true White Sox fans. Yeah. But um, 
I'm not gonna lie. I was I was checking, and as I was uh, checking the score, as I was at work, I kind of wish he just got blown up. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have been like devastated at all, but I would have honestly laughed at like the hilarity of how big of a deal we made out of it. But it went well for what we needed, and now he's uh, pitching. Side note, because we're gonna move on from the White Sox. I made a bold purchase. I bought tickets for September 1st for the White Sox on a Saturday. We're playing the Red Sox. And um, Kopech pitches the day before, so there's a chance he gets moved back a day if there's uh, some sort of rainout or something. But it's also September 1st, which means it, there's a 5% chance that Eloy gets called up that day. All of a sudden, my $18 like fifth-row bleacher seats are worth $100 apiece. Business moves. Wow. This moves. Wow. We're all playing checkers and Jake is playing chess. That's for sure. If Kopech is pitching versus Boston and Eloy is making his first start, that will be the best game in the last two years of White Sox baseball. You want to know the only way that that story would would get better is that if you say, hey, guys, I was at the game before Eloy made his, <laughs> his, made his debut and after Kopech started, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I just went to a random White Sox game, and then Eloy made his debut the, the next week or something. I watched the Red, I watched the Red Sox beat the White Sox by like thirty five runs. It was so cool. You know what? Then I spent eighteen dollars on bleacher seats, and I'm gonna get a bunch of beers in me. So I'll enjoy it, and I'll deal with the you know thirty dollar loss. Yeah, get some beers. And have you seen? Okay, I'm pretty sure this challenge is like five years old or whatever. Have you seen oh, but the White Sox Dave did it, and I'm a yeah. big fan of White Sox Dave. The 999 challenge, I want to do this so bad, so I'm probably going to do it at my house next time I'm free. Um, Dude, I want to do it. Wait, we should like go to like a Brewers game. Uh, I guess Brewers games are not cheap anymore. No, Shit. I want to do it like at my house, so I can cheat. So I can do it and be cheap about it. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. I'm very down for this. I'm going to do it by the um, end of the season, and I will film it, and I will I will show the world. When does the Sox and Cubs play? Um, September? Hang on. Sometime in September. They play September 21st. 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And those are a weekend, I assume? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd be down to do the 999 with you. <laughs> that sounds so healthy, dude. I'm so down for this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. People okay. don't know, the 999 is you drink one beer and eat one hot dog. It's supposed to be like a ballpark dog, but uh, one beer, one hot dog every inning. Yep. So... Nine beers, nine hot dogs, nine innings. But I mean, I would, I would it's definitely try to like. I mean, I would definitely. I don't know. I was thinking, do you pound the hot dogs first, or do you pound the beer first, or do you just go one at a time? I'm thinking I'm going one at a time and not really like trying to push myself and hoping I can get the nine dogs down. Nine dogs is a lot. Of, you got to hope for a slow game. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> you know? so. I I just went to a I went to the Brewers Reds game last night. Yeah. Um, the Reds are the worst team I've ever seen in person. They're they're so bad. Um, well, they some fun hitters, but yeah, they're bad. They actually beat the uh, Brewers tonight. So fuck you, Milwaukee. Anyway, Milwaukee's falling apart. Well, I, we need to talk we'll, about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But I I got two beers and two hot or I got a beer and two hot dogs. And from the yeah. time I went to the stand and walked back to my seat, I ate one hot dog with ease, and then I sat down and ate the second hot dog again with ease. See, the problem is, is ballpark dogs. We got if we're doing this, I want to take my the buns. We got to get strategic buns. We're steaming the fuck out of the buns. We you can't yeah. bake them; it gets too dry. You steam the buns. Yeah, you got to steam them, and then you got to like wrap them up in tinfoil almost, or just in your hand. You yeah, can so just form them so, into the ballpark. So dog. they're soggy. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. That's key. Yeah, so I yeah I will do a lot of research on how ballparks prepare their dogs, but we me, me and Jake will be doing the nine 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 challenge here soon to bring back the challenge that was brought up on Twitter like five six years ago because we are that relevant. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, brought up again by Barstool and uh, White Sox Dave, who is a treasure for White Sox to have him. He is actually hilarious, probably my favorite person at all of Barstool. Um, he's awesome, and he actually breaks a lot of. White Sox news. <laughs> so he broke the James Shields trade. He did. And actually, his co-host, um, Barstool Carl, broke the uh, U Darvish news today. So U Darvish, he U Darvish uh, he shut down for the rest of the year, folks. So I don't even know. I don't even care anymore. You know what? You, how about that? How about that, you? How about that? I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it feels like this was just impending, but like, 
It shouldn't be. This is pretty. This is pretty significant. The Cubs are paying him a lot of money this year to not pitch at all. So the thing is, the reason I'm not freaking out is because the Cubs are paying him money. I'm not paying him money. It would suck if I was part of the Cubs and like yeah. the actual organization. I am paying him, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's well, why I'm not be freaking nice out. To pay a, a pitcher who would contribute, but it's, instead it's going to be going to a guy who might who does it doesn't look good. You know, hell yeah. So, On the bright side, Jake Arrieta has had a fine year this year. So, yeah, very solid. He'd probably be your best pitcher right now. Yes, but he's him not. and Cole Hamels would be your best pitchers. Oh God. Well, anyway, um, other pitching, news. Big, our pitching big the uh, last few days has been solid. All we can do is hit solo home runs. So Theo went out and, and made a move that at first I was like, "What is he doing?" And now I'm thinking, "What a fucking move Theo just made." Oh, yeah. Daniel, I mean, Daniel Murphy from the Nationals is now a Cub. We sent over a single-A infielder, Andrew Montesario, and a player to be named later. That's it. That's all we gave him. Like, no, it's, no it's, it's really no biggie. He's, he is um, really – I'm interested because he's really poor defensively. He's rated as one of the slowest people in all of baseball. He's slower than Omar Narvaez, the White Sox catcher, who's notoriously slow. And uh, it's going to be interesting how they work him in. I think he's going to be playing some third, some second, uh, some first. And uh, but he always seems to just be hitting three hundred. That's a big yeah. move, for the Cubs. So if I'm here's here's how I would do it. Colton, the guy who just won a uh, World Series in MLB The Show with the Marlins in year like twenty twenty one. This is how I would I would put him in the lineup. You put him at second. Better than Derek Jeter. Yeah, take that, Derek Jeter. I traded for Shohei Otani right away. I don't know why. (laughs) Anyway, um, you put him, you put Dana Murphy at second. Bryant's still hurt, so you put Baez at third. Um, Russell at short, and then if whenever um, Bryant comes back, you just rotate all these players all around. You you just like Joe Madden always does, obviously. But I'm not thinking uh, Murphy's more of the third until Bryant gets back because his mobility – like at second base, you need to have some range. Javi Baez is amazing at that. So, you know, I think he's going to be playing some third until Brian gets back, and then he starts rotating in. But like literally, because Brian can go in in the outfield. So if you need to give any of your outfielders a day off, you put Brian out there, Murphy at third, Baez at second, or just it's the, there's just so many options, and now all your options are supposedly can hit. It's it's gonna be huge. Um, yeah, Cubs just added another bat. That's that's the end of the story. It's it's another bat. It's like another Zobrist, but not at all like Zobrist. You know, someone yeah. who's gonna rotate and really shift up the. De- you know, your lineup's gonna look different because of Daniel Murphy all the time, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Joe handles it. As as a playoff move, absolutely love this. I'm in yeah. love with this move. I like th- all joking aside. I think this team is such a magic team. <laughs> I really do. Like, who the fuck is David Bodie? Oh, he was the hero for, like, four days. He he basically gave us, like, two, maybe three wins. Which is, which is it's cool, And but, like, if we lose those games, then we're now, like, a game and a half, a game up. You know what I mean? Like, just those, like, yeah. small things, I think, add up. We've done all this without Chris Bryant in the last, like, fucking... Last time Chris Bryant played healthy. Was, yeah, what's with him? Can we I, talk about, like, dude, what's his deal? No idea. I don't know what's like, going I've on. I've heard it could be, like, chronic. Like, uh, on the score, uh, the main Dan Bernstein, who's actually, like, a pretty big, you know, he doesn't just fuck around. Like, Come on the show, said, Dan Bernstein. Talk to us. Yeah, come on the show, and I just commend you. But um, he said that it could be a chronic sol- shoulder issue for Chris Bryant, and he's actually really worried about like having an issue reoccurring in his career. So it, it, I, I thought my first uh, thought was, is this a concussion or something? Like why is no, he it's, out it's, so it's long? A, it's been shoulder inflammation this entire season. It just seems like it's just so long. Like you Darvis's injury too. Like what's up with these Cubs injuries that look like, oh, they'll be back in two to three weeks. And then months later, you're like, what's going on? I, I mean, I'm reading a, a, a NBC sports article from August 11th, 10 days ago. Yes. Um, Chris Bryant is pain-free and has no doubt he'll return to the Cubs in 2018. <laughs> if you're pain-free 10 days ago, where are you, man? This is crazy, dude. 
Like, the um, Cubs have... They, I mean, they, they have had some magic, but they've also had the most bad luck. But things are not going well this year for the Cubs, but they could still win a World Series. It was, I mean, anything could happen in baseball. I mean, like, the Cubs are very was, good. The I National had, League I is a, crazy right now. I had a uh, legit hour of pure panic. Like, not even, like... <laughs> oh, like I was panicking. I was like, "Oh my God, Chris Bryant's never gonna be good again." Like, the team sucks. This sucks. Everyone sucks. Might as well just trade everyone. This sucks. And then I was like, "We have the best record in the in the uh, National League." <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it, like we've had we've had no pitching except for four starts from Cole Hamels go well this season. Um, <laughs> bullpen gets tired. Everyone's getting hurt. Chris Bryant may not like may never play baseball again. And we we have the best record in the uh, National League, so it's uh, that that is the only thing that that calmed me down. If we if if us and the Brewers were switched and we were like in the wild card, but like only by a game or two, I would oh, be drenched in sweat for how nervous I was. Yeah, it would be it would be Cubs panic, and that would be awesome for me because you know there was so much confidence going in. It, the Cubs are in first, but it just hasn't been the way that they've seen. So it seems like a lot of panic for a team. In first in the NL, so, but that's not to say that they can't drop out of first in the NL. There, there's a lot of teams, you know, right? I mean, the, you know, Braves are one and a half back of you, and then the Cardinals are three back along with the Brewers, which you have three games with the Brewers and Cardinals this year at least. So we have, we have six more with the Brewers. How many more with the Cardinals, who are now only three back? They've been on fire lately. Let me count them right now, because that's what on everyone his, wants to hear. Are you ready? On his wall calendar. That's behind me. One second. What's the date today? <laughs> 21st. All right. All right. We've got three. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Okay. <laughs> Our last three games of the year. Oh, that could be crazy. Talk about drama. Am I right? Yeah. No one's too scared of the Cardinals. Let's be honest. I mean, I I did see today um, of the entire NL for the rest of the season. The Cubs have the like the third easiest schedule. Brewers have the fourth easiest schedule, and the and the Cardinals have the like the third hardest schedule. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. But um, so yeah, so basically, moral of the story is Cubs are going to win the World Series. Um, moving on. That's basically the moral. Other than that, uh, what else do you got for baseball news? Um, that's all I got for baseball. I mean, uh, oh, uh, apparently Bryce Harper cleared waivers. So if that means he was put onto waivers. The Nationals, obviously, within with them trading Daniel Murphy, were sellers. And apparently they put Bryce Harper as a, you know, possible waiver if someone felt like giving them the farm for two months of Bryce Harper. Hang on. Speaking of national selling, they traded Matt Adams to the Cardinals. Yes. I am so... Confident and sure that Matt Adams is going to go on a tear with the Cardinals. Yes, yeah, such a Cardinals that, thing to happen. Cardinals, dude. Yes, he's going to hit ten bombs to finish the year. He's going to hit ten walk-off like home runs in a row, ten straight games. Oh man, they're going like, to try to intentionally walk him, and he's just going to throw his bat out there. It's going <laughs> to fucking leave. leave they don't the even throw intentional walks anymore. So that's how crazy that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just they just put up the a four, and, and he's like, no, 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 throw it, and he fucking hits it out. He somehow convinces them to just throw it. Oh. But yeah, we can uh, move on to the NFL preseason week two. I haven't really watched any any preseason action. So what do you got on well, the preseason? I mean, it's been a lot of fun. The Packers rookies have looked great. Josh Jackson had a pick six. Uh, a lot of uh, camp wide receiver stuff heating up for the Packers. Bears, I haven't really noticed too much. The Bears looked pretty bad at times. In Leonard their Floyd left. broke his hand. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm uh, honestly hoping he's out for week one for, versus the Packers. But uh, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll just be wearing a club. Nick Perry wears a club every year. It's okay. Trust us. Uh, Packer fans, no. Clubs are fine. Sometimes they play better with the club. Clubs oh. are cool. Clubs are friends, not food. Oh, damn. Um, Roquan Smith is probably going to play for the Bears in their fourth slash the third week of the preseason. Um, so that's exciting. Um, another thing, Jordy's meeting up with the Packers again. The Packers play the Raiders on, I believe, Friday at like 930 at night. 
So uh, we'll, speaking we'll of get... that, big big shout out to me for looking like like Jordy Nelson. Colton does kind of look like Jordy Nelson, a little bit shorter, but um, we have the same that, arms that... and face. In that order, <laughs> and speed, and, and straight line speed. Well, I mean, like his he's he's towards the end end of his career, so he's he's slowing down. And you're right at the beginning because it hasn't quite started yet. <laughs> I'm 23 and I'm in the prime of my life, baby. Let's hear it. Let's <laughs> let's hear it for me. Let's hear it for Colton. Hip for hip hooray! <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time do you think anyone said hip hip hooray like as like a real cheer? I, I don't know, dude. It's been it's been sarcastic for years now. I'm gonna say 1991. I mean, that's that's pretty way that's way back there. How many? What is that like? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I can't count. <laughs> that's like 30 years almost. <laughs> like 28 years. That's or 27. Something. Nailed it. And fucking math. It. I'm so good at math. Oh, oh. Wow. We're good at math. But yeah, uh, NFL preseason. Uh, so we're gonna get a lot of pictures of Jordy and Rogers talking to each other. You're gonna see those on Instagram. Um, so look forward to that. I will be. Oh, um, why'd you say like, <laughs> looking, forward looking forward to that, to I will be doing. I will be. I will be looking forward to pictures of Rogers and Jordy. Maybe they spin some balls together on the field. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we're going into preseason week three, which is the main week. Usually starters play the whole first quarter, maybe even the whole first half. So, uh. That'll be fun to watch. You know, you get a good look at what's going on, and uh, I can't wait for football to start because I'm so tired of having one sport and it's baseball and the White Sox suck. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Um, do you think Adrian Peterson will play any preseason games? Uh, yeah, I think he'll play this probably this week. They're probably going to try to work him in right away. He signed with the Redskins. I mean, hopefully the last team he ever plays for, he's 37 yards short of Jim Brown who's 10th all-time in rushing. So he's definitely going to pass him this year if because the Redskins have been decimated by injury already at running back. Um, but, yeah, Adrian Peterson's going to get some carries. He'll be okay. Who knows? The Redskins, I think the Redskins are going to be terrible. Do you I think mean, if, if somebody like Adrian Peterson signs with, like, a whole bunch of teams at the end of his career that, like, diminishes his, his career? I don't think so. For some reason, I always do. I, I don't know if, if it's just my dumb brain, but, like, Whenever I think of like T.O., I'm like, oh damn, he played for like 35 different teams. Like, but if if somebody plays for one team, I'm like, whoa, he was really really good. He played for one team his whole career. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I definitely look greater upon guys who stay with one team. But um, I don't think like one like Frank Gore. I'm not gonna look down on him because he was amazing for the Niners, and then the Niners were like, okay, you're pretty much worn out. And then he went and kept getting thousand yard seasons with like the Colts or But whatever. do you consider Frank Gore like a top ten running back of all time? Because he's like fifth in no. rushing, isn't he? Yeah, I guess I mean maybe he is. I, I can't Like every every career stat, he's in he's in easily in the uh, top ten. Well then maybe he is, dude. He, I mean he he he's the king of longevity, you know? He's just blown up he's amazing how, what he's done for how long, so I, don't I, don't know. Um, I, I look more at prime than the end of your career stats. You know, like your five, six, seven best years. That's that's what, like, Adrian Peterson had five to seven of the best years of all time. So When do you think I, our uh, prime started? Hmm? Our prime think? is about to start um, any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> any minute now. You don't think we've we've hit the beginning of our five to seven year prime no no dude wait till we make the majors hmm. you mean sport radio america or something like that sport no radio... i mean the major league baseball association the mlba yes <laughs> once, we, once we make that we're gonna fucking hit our prime folks don't you that's don't you worry it. that's when we hit it oh I, i'm a huge ML, mlba fan but <laughs> Um, Jalen Ramsey was talking shit about all these uh, quarterbacks. He he ranked them all, and he he was trashing uh, Matthew Stafford. So yeah. tell me tell me a little bit about that, Jake. Oh, I just have I just like it when Jalen Ramsey gets shut down because he talks a lot of smack like about everyone all the time. Never stops talking. They were interviewing Golden Tate about it, 
And, like, did you see how uh, what Jalen Ramsey said about Matthew Stafford? He said he was, like, overrated, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said, uh, yeah, what happened the last time we played them? And the reporter said, oh, uh, you beat them, and Jalen Ramsey cried on the sideline. And then Golden Tate's quote was just, oh, and then he walked away. So uh, Jalen Ramsey just got just absolutely fucked by Golden Tate. And I hate Golden Tate, so I hate saying that. But, I love uh, Jordan Ramsey, and I love how cocky he is, and I love how he talks shit. Because last year was like when he like really started talking shit, and he had a great year. He, he was all about, like, oh, Jackson was going to be a top-five defense. And everyone's like, oh, maybe. They have a lot of good players, but, like, who knows? Boom, Jackson comes out. Monster defense last year. It was, it was like the sixth year in a row people said, oh, are the Jags going to be good? And then they were finally good. I like Jalen Ramsey too, but I love it when cocky guys get just owned when they're talking shit. It's very entertaining to me. Anytime Chad Johnson would get just owned on the field, and it happened all the time, it would be hilarious to me. T.O., the same thing. Like, anytime he was owned, I, I, it's hilarious. So, But so far, I mean, every time, so like since Jalen Ramsey has been cocky, he hasn't been like, he hasn't been like publicly humiliated, where it's like, oh, he has a rival, and now he, now he has to like, like, like shut him down, and then they just light him up for like one eighty. Mm-hmm. No, that hasn't happened. He had a great year last year. He yeah. shut down like everybody. So, so I think I think as long as he has great years and he's cocky, I love him. I love yeah, him. He's not gonna stop talking shit, especially while he's in his prime of his career. He's like, I think he's like twenty four right now. So he's gonna be good for a long time, hopefully. We're turning, and, uh, we're turning 24 in October, so that's when we hit our prime. I think, I think we officially have our have our have our calendar. Us and Jalen Ramsey. Um, anything else in, on the NFL? Uh, no, I watched uh, Hard Knocks episode two. There's uh, if you didn't see the Browns traded Corey Coleman a couple weeks ago, and that scene was in Hard Knocks episode two. It was actually amazing. Absolutely. He went in and asked for a trade because he was run. He like comes in. He's like in tears. He's like, "Why am I running with the second team, coach? Why am I running with the second team?" And then he all of a sudden, that's, it turns that's to Jake talking. That's not actually Corey Coleman. He's not on yeah, our show. Oh. And then he's like crying and like he's like because that's you know we're just trying to put the best guys on the field to help us win. Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, if you're gonna have me on the second team, you might as well just trade me." And then he just starts begging for a trade. And uh, they ended up trading him for a seventh-round pick. So, uh, to the Bills. So, good luck with that, Corey Coleman. You're now on the Bills. I mean, you went for the Browns to the Bills, so it's really a lateral move. But, you know, if the Browns could have sent you to any other team, it would have been an upgrade. So, they had to go to the Bills. There were probably teams offering, like, fifths, fourths. But they're like, no, if you're asking for a trade, we're sending you to Buffalo. You know? Buffalo has to be the worst NFL city to play in right i don't know the fans love them the fans are cool but like that would suck to live in (laughs) buffalo i mean i don't know i guess so i mean that's just how i think of it it's cool that you have all this like nfl because like no matter where you go you're gonna have fans that like like any small shitty town you're gonna have fans that that love you like green bay outside the packers would suck buffalo outside of of the bills would suck yeah i mean i guess so but when you're a player you, you stay there, and, like, yeah, I guess during the week when you have practice every single day, you can go out if you want to, you know, and you can't really do that in Buffalo and Green Bay. But in the off season, no, it's not like they all live in Green Bay in the off season, or they live in Buffalo. I all guess. The, all the rich-ass players have houses, you know, other places. So they're just, during the 16-week season, or, like, I guess including training camp, it's, like, half the year. That half the year when they're busy as hell, they're living in Green Bay, and it's fine because the facilities are amazing, or Buffalo, and they have perfect facilities and perfect everything. You know, so I think in football it matters the least. In basketball, it's a way bigger deal, I feel like. That's true. You know what I mean? Where's the worst city in, in basketball to play, you think? Memphis. <laughs> Memphis is a cool little city, though. Yeah. I mean, I have no so idea. Bad. I've never been there. I don't know. I don't fucking oh, know. So, yeah, I don't know. I just heard bad things about Memphis, and I, I, I think like Luka Doncic was talking shit about Memphis. So would you would you rather live in Memphis or Portland? I'd rather live in Oregon, Portland. So uh, hmm. I mean, just because I, I don't know, Seattle is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're not in Seattle. You're in Portland. <laughs> no, I'm in Portland. But I'm <laughs> I, I can also say like, yeah, Memphis isn't bad because Nashville is awesome. That's a good point. 
that's a good point. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I probably have, um, who's the best grizzly ever? Zach Randolph. <laughs> I don't know. Pau Gasol for a little bit. Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol for even longer. <laughs> Wait, Pau was on the Grizzlies. I think so, wasn't he? I don't know. We're this is this is great radio. Yeah, we're going off the rails right now. What are we even talking about? What do we get to NBA? Um, I don't know. Speaking of NBA, let's do a uh, let's do our weekly segment that everyone is dying to hear. That's a Derrick Rose update, but we didn't really, we didn't really plan for this. So I'm gonna go on Twitter right now and I'm gonna look up Derrick Rose. Is it with an A? Live Derrick Rose updates, people. Is it A? Oh fuck! How do you spell Derrick? D E Derrick? Were you? I'm such a bad fucking speller. Where's the A go? Oh my god, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay. <laughs> we don't have Sam here. This, the is, first, this, the first this is the only thing we need Sam for. <laughs> the first tweet of Derrick Rose um, is a highlight reel of his season like six years ago. Um, Derrick Rose first came back after his major injury in the playoffs, 2013. Every tweet... <laughs> this is in 2011. This is... High school. I'm like I'm I'm literally going in order. Um should the Bulls retire Derek Rose's jersey when he eventually retires from the NFL? Oh, this is McNeil. This, this is McNeil and Parkins. Danny Parkins, who is a friend of the program, said that the Bulls should retire Derek Rose's number. That's um, absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> oh, Danny Parkins. We're gonna get him back on the show so we could like literally just a- like ask him this question and then and then kick him off our show. And then talk shit about his answer. Like, are you kidding me? The one, the one, ver- the one right after that is uh, highlight row from two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. I'm not even joking. This is just tweet after tweet. This uh, is another Bulls one. Another, another Bulls one. Oh my God, Derek Rose, what are you Did doing? You search uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now. Um, well, I go to Google and then news. Adidas to re release Derek Rose's signature. Sneakers, starting with D-Rose's 1.5s. That's some legit D-Rose news, because D-Rose's shoes are amazing. People are going to be going from listening to this podcast and sprinting to the store to buy Derrick Rose's sneakers now. Apparently, Derrick Rose's sneakers are still super popular in China. Huge in China. Huge. So it's going to be soon that we're going to... See Derrick Rose playing in China. I can probably guarantee it. Also, do you know how many shoe, like how many versions of his shoe without without looking it up? How many versions of Derrick Rose's are out there? Six. Ten. Ten Derrick Rose. Next shoes. year Holy. is 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 his tenth year or his tenth shoe coming out. Oh my God, that's wild! <laughs> isn't isn't that crazy? That is crazy. All right, well that's that's our weekly segment, Derrick Rose update. Well, I'd like to also, since Sam's not here, we can talk about uh, the sad part of Derrick Rose just real quick. How does it feel that he's going to play in China, so he will be remembered with Stefan Marbury in, like, in the same breath? <laughs> yeah. I hope Sam listens and he hears that. Sam, you're, n- you're not listening. Fuck you're you. not listening at this point, Sam, you, Sam, but if you heard that, I know you w- next week will know because you'll be yelling at me. Fuck and you, really, Sam. And really, really mad. Fuck you, Sam. All right. Christian Wood Bucks, what do you got on? What do you got on that? Uh, we decided that he was our summer league superstar that was shooting threes and getting like 15 rebounds a game. The Bucks apparently weren't going to sign him for a long time. We end up because apparently everyone was going to offer him a contract. Somehow that all fell through. He signs a training camp contract with the Bucks. I, I just know a lot of people, especially on like Bucks Twitter, think that he's better than John Henson. And now we have him in training camp, and we're going to see if he outperforms. What John Henson can do, who's getting paid nine million dollars this year, and then eight million next. So we'll there see. Go. There you go. You heard it here first. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Am I right? Hello. You are um, so right. Uh, we can move on to the uh, collegiate National Collegiate Association of Athletics, uh, the NCAA. The also first, known as the first AP poll comes out for for the uh, college football season, and it was. Alabama one, uh, Clemson two. Who was three? Uh, I did not have yeah. pulled up. Georgia, Georgia. Was it Georgia? Okay. We're so, we're so good at this. Georgia three. Yes. Um, and uh, Wisconsin four. So Jake, do you genuinely think Wisconsin's going to make the playoffs, or do you genuinely think 
it's a season set up for a Wisconsin heartbreak. Uh, I think it's always set up. Everyone seems to be very upset that Wisconsin's ranked four. They're all saying, oh, it's only, it's basically only because Ohio State uh, has all this stuff going on with Urban Meyer that we never talked about. But he's he's under some fire, blah, blah, blah. Boring coaching, NCAA, blah, 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 sanctions. It, it happens every year. But um, yeah, Wisconsin. But, but this is actually pretty bad. And if it was anybody else but Urban or Nick Saban. He'd be it'd, fired. It'd be, yeah. He's gone. Fired immediately. Yeah, but um, I just I just don't like talking about that stuff because it's so boring to me. Because he's a bad guy, we get it. But um, Wisconsin had the best season they've ever had in terms of wins. They absolutely blew out Miami in the Orange Bowl last year. They looked legit. They did lose, well, I think eight starters on defense, which we we seem to do that a lot, including front of the program, Natrell Jamerson. Yes, Natrell Jamerson, fifth round pick of the Saints. I hope he's doing well in. Training camp. Shout out to Natrell. I'm sure you're listening. Let me call him. Hey, Natrell, how you doing? He said good. Okay, back to you, Jake. All right, Natrell quote. Um, But, yeah, but Wisconsin is returning their okay quarterback, Alex Hornibrook. I have a lot of thoughts on Alex Hornibrook. He's not that good, but he's good enough to bring us to the playoffs. I mean, he just throws a lot of interceptions and pisses me off. Hey, Jake, nice thoughts. Thanks for my thoughts. Um, Jonathan Taylor, freshman running back last year. Would have been a Heisman candidate if he didn't uh, fumble so goddamn much. So hopefully as a sophomore he doesn't fumble and he could he could potentially win a Heisman. He was that good last year. He looked better than Melvin Gordon. And I've watched a lot of Badger running backs. Melvin Gordon was my favorite right after right ahead of John Clay throwback. But um, Jonathan Taylor has a chance to be better than all of them. And Wisconsin, if we have an elite running game with a quarterback who can throw. We could easily make the playoffs. I don't think we're going to beat an Alabama or a Clemson in the championship, but you never know. It's football. Crazy shit happens. If we have a great defense, anything can happen. Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm actually uh, pretty ready and pretty set up for another Notre Dame um, just terrible season. Yeah, they're ranked 12th. We didn't mention that. God, no. So, uh, that is definitely sounds like a Notre Dame year where they will end up outside the top twenty-five. Yeah. Well, we have we have Michigan Week One. That is a almost guaranteed win. We're gonna win that game. Oh <laughs> fuck, Notre Dame's back. They're gonna jump from twelve to four probably. Then yeah. our next tough game is uh, we have Stanford, uh, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh. We're gonna win all these games. Beat them all. Beat them all. Yeah. Absolutely. We're gonna lose around uh, November third. To Northwestern. You're going to get blown out by Northwestern. <laughs> then we're, then we're going to beat Florida State. Everyone's like, damn, maybe they're back. Cool. They're yes. okay. Then we're going to barely beat Syracuse. Oh, one loss going to USC. They win. They're in the playoffs. This is awesome. USC is going to win 3,435 <laughs> to 21. And we're going to get our asses kicked. Then oh, it's we're going to be a blowout. We're yeah. going to get, like, the Alamo Bowl, and we'll lose, like, 45 to 10. <laughs> Book it, dude. That That's, is classic Notre Dame. That is Notre Dame in a nutshell. And Brian Kelly, every single year, is like, should Brian Kelly get fired? And then when they're, like, 9-1, it's like, oh, Brian Kelly, coach of the year. And then three weeks later, Brian Kelly should get fired. Ugh. <laughs> so that's that's talking football with pessimistic Colton. Shout out to me. Shout out to Colton. All right. Congrats on that segment. Thank you so much. Um, Jake, that, that may be all the uh, sports talk that we have for these. We're in, we're in the tail end of, of the summer here. We've been doing great filling the show with, with summer segments. Um, we have. Excellent. Like, just, hey, if I would rank it 1 to 10, I couldn't because it's not high enough. Wow. It, that good. That's high. <laughs> uh, Jake, any other thoughts on sports before we start doing our, our big segment that we have planned? Big segment. I think that's pretty much everything. Oh, okay. Well, that was plenty of time for me to think of a segment. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I meant. All right. Well, let's 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 move on to our next segment that everyone has been waiting for, called "Me and Jake don't know what to talk about." So I just googled, "What is something funny to talk about?" This happens before shows about nine out of ten times. Before a show, we will Google. Like something along the lines of something funny or ten top ten anything's. 
Like that but, happens almost every show. So instead, this is taking you behind the curtain. Instead, we we saved it for you guys, the listeners. Yeah. Well, we, it's always kind of funny when we're looking for our topics. So now you guys get to enjoy us searching for a topic to talk with you about. This is how the sausage is made. It's, it's something like that. But, how it's made. Yeah. Like the name of the segment. How right. the sausage is made. How the sausage is made. <laughs> so the uh, first thing that comes up, funny questions to ask. Dash, get ready for a hilarious conversation. Jake, are you ready for a hilarious conversation? Yes. Oh, there's so many questions to ask. I, I, oh, these are so funny. Oh, these are so funny. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna scroll and then I'm gonna I'm gonna read one. It's gonna be so funny. Oh man. What inanimate object would you wish to? Oh, fucking on. I'm so bad at spelling right or reading. <laughs> fuck. 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 Okay. You suck, dude. I'm, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. In You're post. blowing our best segment. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that in post. <laughs> All right. I'm just gonna move on because that question sucks. All these questions are so bad. <laughs> Who do you know that really reminds you of a character in a TV show or movie? God, this sucks. This is terrible, <laughs> dude. Okay. All right. What well, used to be considered trashy but is now very classy? Oh. Cold. What would you name your boat if you had one? Hmm. How you fit all that ass in them jeans? <laughs> that whole name on the side of the boat? 100%. <laughs> How you fit all that ass in them jeans? Yes. All right. That's, I'm really happy I asked you that question. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, what would you uh, name it? I don't know. Like <laughs> Something like way more normal than that. <laughs> You really, you like, took the wind me? out of myself. Do you know how normal of a question... That's such a normal question. I hear it all the time. <laughs> you were so ready. What kind of cult would you like to start? <laughs> a cult? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would be, like, some sort of cult where, like, we just are really chill about, like, <laughs> not doing crazy religious stuff or ever killing each other, you know? But like, we're fact- just a cult that's really just, like, a club. The you know? fact that you're doing that makes that a really religious, like, cult thing, then. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, do not do crazy stuff. You know, that's my religion. I'm basically starting a religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many Which chickens, the- how many okay. chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? How many, ch- oh, chickens versus an elephant. Oh, my God, I don't know that a chickens could ever kill an elephant. You don't think an, an unlimited amount of chickens can kill an elephant? Oh, man. I think, yeah, they could overwhelm them because they can kind of get flying a little bit. So I'm going to go with, like, 500 chickens. Like, an elephant's huge, and chickens suck. <laughs> 500 <laughs> chickens? Yeah, I mean, I think chickens are garbage. There's 500 of them. Honestly, if you gave me 100 chickens, like, I think we can take down one elephant. 100 chickens? I mean, are you included? <laughs> I am not a chicken. It sounded like, because you said... We're we can take down the the elephant. What um? So you win a hundred chickens. Okay, so, well, I'm saying I'm their coach. I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm thinking of like a I'm thinking of like for some reason this is what I pictured. It's just fucking stupid. I pictured a like a coliseum like in the gladiator days, but before yeah. the people go out, they're in a lo- they're in like a, a football locker room, and I'm I'm pumping them up. Hell yeah, dude! Talking to all your fucking hundred chickens. So I'm thinking I'm like, all right, all right, guys, here's the plan, and I have like a an elephant drawn. I was like, all like, cause all all you gotta do is get the chickens to fly up and gouge out the eyes. <laughs> that yeah, I mean that would be really smart, but I don't think chickens know English or would understand you. So I would learn chicken, you idiot. Oh, obviously, you're so what was stupid. That show that was on the Discovery Channel back in the day that was like pit two warriors against each other and they um, would run. High tech warrior or something like that. Are implied here. High tech simulations. Was it like Ultimate Warrior? Something. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior. We should do that on this show. That should be a segment. Ultimate Warrior. A hundred chickens versus an elephant. You know. So I think our um, how the sausage is made segment has turned into the birth (laughs) of a a new segment. Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Colon. Do you remember that show from the Discovery Channel back in the day? <laughs> because if you don't, then we just came up with the name of this segment on our own. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a really long segment name, but we have to say that every time. And we're, our first one is Elephant versus 100 Chickens. I'm going with an elephant, 100%. Oh, 100, you're so stupid. I mean, <laughs> also, we can say we just 
we just came up with a program and we ran 100 simulations. No one can call us out on that. Yeah, we, we built our own program and ran simulations. What are you going to say? Yeah, so we... That was a really good impression of somebody. Yeah. All right, what, what, other, what other hilarious questions do you have? I don't know. Do you want to do another um, <laughs> segment, that segment of uh, how the sausage sort of made? animals? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, how sausage is made, but... Uh... <laughs> this conversation is exactly how the sausage is made, folks. Yeah, this is, this is classic <laughs> sausage making. Okay, this is, this is the question right after, right after the one that I just asked you. Where is right. the strangest place you've urinated or defecated? <laughs> <laughs> I've pooped in the front lawn before, so I would say that's... Because, I mean, peeing places is never weird. I mean, like... Except I mean, if, you, if you pee on a playground, you get... That's yeah, I mean, that's bad, but I mean, that's not that interesting. Like, was it... I'm assuming it was late at night or something if you did that. Like, you know, I'm thinking poop is probably the craziest thing, and I pooped in a front yard before. <laughs> um, I've pooped in my pants a lot, so... Maybe that's... We have talked about you pooping in your pants on a surprising amount of episodes. You would think <laughs> I would be, like, more of a loser in life for how much I poop my pants. Like, someone who's, like, I don't know, like, someone who's, like, socially awkward and, like, not all there. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I think I'm, like, mostly there, and I'm, I do pretty well. Yeah, you sound like you might have a mental handicap, but you don't. For how much you poop, someone would get... If, if that's all they knew about you was, like, here's this guy... He pooped himself like five times, and he's twenty three, like in the last two years or something. You know, uh, that that number sounds pretty pretty correct. Yeah, it sounds about accurate. I don't know; it was off the top of my head, but uh, they'd probably think, "Oh, poor guy, what's wrong with him?" I pooped myself in the shower like two, two weeks ago. I was I was late to work because I had to clean up, and then, oh, and, then yeah. and then and then leave the shower to poop, and then get back in the shower to clean myself. Hmm. Um, that's fascinating. Are you ready for our next segment called "The Worst Question That's Ever Been Asked"? On the <laughs> yes. If Worst peanut butter, question. if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Sticky nut juice. Egg on my face. Am I right? That was a pretty, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Oh, here's another one right after that. This is all in the conversationstarterworld.com. Yeah, I'm on conversation started world that I come to. I'm all the way at question twenty five. Mine aren't numbered. <laughs> oh well, I, I have. Where's the worst smelling place you've ever been? <laughs> um, Beat that for the worst question ever asked. Well, the one after mine was, "What would the creepiest thing you could say to a passing stranger on the street be?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that for myself. I don't want to give away all my secrets. That's a good point. Those are great pickup lines, is what they're asking, basically. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I didn't know. I was on greatpickuplines.com. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Okay, to- toilet paper over or under? Do you actually notice that? No, I don't give a shit. Who Why do people cares? argue about it so much? People are losers, not us. Other people. Not us. We're cool, because we don't give a shit about our toilet paper, whether it's over or under. That was me snapping, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Oh man, these are such good questions. Oh, so such a good segment when you think about it. It really is when you really like like when you think about it and you don't want to be like an idiot. It's a really good segment. I mean, like I don't want to say anything, but if you don't think this is a good segment, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, don't don't tell me you didn't know, want to know how the sausage is made. What's invisible but you wish people could see? What? <laughs> Air. I mean, the only thing I thought of was farts. That's a good point. That's a good one. Thank you I so much. I guess you get farts or burps, <laughs> and that's a really, just like, they could ask that question so much easier. Farts, <laughs> burps, words. Oh, words. I would pick words. That'd be cool. I'm picturing when Squidward was, like, going through all that time machine stuff, and then he just ended up on that white screen, where it's like, hello, hello, hello. hello. Yeah, do that. We could do a whole segment about favorite SpongeBob moments. <laughs> you mean our MySpace Top 8 of favorite SpongeBob moments? Have we done that? Nope. But that's going on next episode. It's going on right now, Jake. Go. Oh, God, dude. Right now? Yep. Um, right. Well, I'll start it off. I'll start it off. Was um, when um, they're sending the letters to Santa. 
and it's a Christmas special because this is the one when I was a kid, I cried laughing for about two whole days because I was a kid. And it was just, I, I can't remember full detail, but they were sending, shooting letters up to Santa. One guy was like, I hope Santa speaks Portuguese. And then there was like five other hilarious statements that were just said in random by people in a row. And that is my number eight SpongeBob moment because it's the first one that ever comes to mind every time I think about it. Colton, go. Oh, that's good. That's good. My f- number seven favorite SpongeBob moment. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Okay, are these in, like, is number one going to be our favorite, or can I just no, say... It doesn't matter. Just name whatever. There's no rules to this. My, one, the first one that, that comes to my mind is when um, we have Plankton, and he is obviously trying to steal a, a Krabby Patty, but he puts robotic legs on a, a Krabby Patty, and he's, yes. and he's just, like, yelling at Krabs, like, you'll never catch me, Krabs, not when I'm in maximum overdrive! <laughs> and, then he like, and then he whips the Krabby Patty, and it goes from like a half mile an hour to like a mile an hour. I think that's so funny. Yeah, um, that's that's a great one. It made me giggle right now. My number six just thought of it because it made it's also a meme a lot. Um, when it's uh, what is his name, Man Ray, and Patrick in the ca- cave, and he's talking about his wallet. So this is <laughs> so this is your ID in your wallet. I found it under you, and so. Which must mean this is your wallet. Correct. So take it. It's not my wallet. <laughs> that is one of the best scenes in all of SpongeBob. So that's going right there. All right. My next one. I have two in mind, but I'll only say one. Um, this is when um, – can I just say like the two parts of one episode or just one part of, of, of the episode? Dude, there's no rules. Say whatever you want. I'm just nervous, Jake. I want everyone to think I'm cool. <laughs> Dude, just go with the flow. All right, same episode in packed into one part. Oh my goodness. Oh man. All right, it's it's the one where it's uh Sandy's hibernation. It starts yeah. off or not it, it didn't start off. The first one that I'm thinking of is when Sandy is at the uh, Krusty Krab and and she's like telling everyone like what to do and he's like and she's like Silver team, you take uptown. Gold team, you take downtown. Any questions? And then there's a pause and it's like Goal team rules. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the other moment you're gonna say. That is so and the other one the other one is when is when the teams can't find him and then she's like up on that like tower and, and she's like, Can anyone find him? And then they're like, Oh, here's SpongeBob and it's it's a banana. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, That is SpongeBob, SpongeBob is square and then <laughs> the strong guy who yelled goal team rules. Just, just grabs a random person and squeezes them into a box and, it, yeah. and then holds them up. Uh, here's Square Bob. And it's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. That is so funny. <laughs> that, is, that is an excellent episode. Great name, Colton. Uh, this is an excellent segment, first of all. And my, what are we on? I don't really Five? care. I'm going to go with probably my most quoted SpongeBob moment of all time. And it's when they're learning instruments from Squidward to play in the big dome and uh it's gotta be is mayonnaise an instrument oh no, no Pat- Patrick mayonnaise is not an instrument is that, that that whole scene is honestly amazing horseradish is not an instrument either <laughs> yeah and then there's that and then there's there's big meaty claws and then there's the that's his eager face what a yep. bomb episode that honestly might be Classic the best episode, episode of all time Yes, absolutely. Oh, great, great, great addition, Jake. Oh, shout Thank out to you. you. All right, my next one is, um, let's see, let's see. Oh, honestly, same episode. Weird. <laughs> it's, <laughs> this old school SpongeBob is the best. It's it's the same episode. It's the uh, Band Geeks episode. And uh, I'm not even, like, looking any of this up. This is just all from my memory because I'm so smart. Yeah. Um, but, uh... It is when Squidward is, is talking to the to the uh, crowd, and he's like, "It's," and he's like, "People play or people talk loud when they want to sound smart, right?" And then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Plankton's like, "Correct." <laughs> people will think we're good. That's funny. All right, that is so funny. <laughs> or maybe we'll play so quietly that no one can hear us. <laughs> Shout out. Okay. Yes. Um. So we're Mike, on. Number three, I think. Yes, number three. I'm going to say a whole episode, and I'm going to go with the fried cooked games. Oh, good. Oh, my God. They're getting, they're deep frying their, t- you know, uh, my name's not Rick. Classic SpongeBob moment. 
SpongeBob and Patrick are fighting. They're super buff. It's hilarious. It's super old school. The animation is like really bad. They use a lot of like pictures. It's awesome. I think that's so funny though. Yeah, I think it's even better. So yes, All right. fry fry cook games. So we need two more, right? Yes. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Ooh, yeah. What is a good one? What is a good one? What is a good one? I'm I'm freaking out right now. Um, I, you know what? I'll go there. I have. Um, fuck. Oh, I thought I had a burp, but I didn't. Okay. All right. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this in post. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to cut any of this. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to go to the Magic Conch episode. Oh yeah. That that deserves a spot on this list. There's so many that deserves a spot. You know. So I'm I'm thinking of the part where they're like stuck in the woods and then, um, um, Squidward's like, "What do you? So what do you think that the answer to all your problems will just fall right out of the sky? <laughs> fall <laughs> right out of the sky?" And then it cuts to a plane, and he's like, "Dude, we're falling right out, right out of the sky. We need to drop the load." And they work for Picnic Inc. What are the odds? Yes. That that whole episode is fantastic. I totally agree. And I think I got a good one for number one because it's a great ceremonious end and it's the bubble bowl music, uh, the concert they put on. Yeah. Sweet victory. Sweet, sweet victory. That is unbelievable. It got me so hyped when I was like 10 years old. I was jumping around, dancing and singing. So that is that is a classic number one SpongeBob moment. It's not the funniest, but it definitely was the most like pumped I Ever got except maybe the first SpongeBob movie. I was pretty pumped <laughs> for that. Um, did I ever tell you about the time? This is a honorable mention of um, the. Do you remember the uh, Lost episode? Yes, I was I so do. so so that starts off with SpongeBob like walking down the street for like ten minutes, and I was so fucking pumped. I was like, I I mean, we're not even like super young. I'm saying like ten or eleven, and yeah. I'm, I'm just like, fuck yeah. It's, it's finally on. And I sprint into my into my kitchen to like tell my mom like she cares. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, oh my god, the lost episode's finally on. She goes, What? I was like, and then I like ran more and I was like, Mom, and I slipped like an idiot. And I kick <laughs> I kick my foot up and I and I cut my foot on my sister's dollhouse. Oh. And I had to get like 15 <laughs> stitches on my toe and foot. And I missed the fucking lost episode and I couldn't even tell you what it's about. <laughs> I don't remember it at all, but I think it had a lot of the pirate in it. Patchy. So, patchy. Which is which always got me really pumped because I was like, oh my god, it's like the real world. What's happening, you know? I missed it. I was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm so stupid. God. Could duct tape that up for 30 minutes, dude? Ugh, that's so embarrassing. No, like, like seriously, like I, I got so many stitches. I'm such a little bitch. Okay, every, everyone listening, don't tell anyone Colton did that. He's really embarrassed by it. Please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell a single person. Please, please. All right. What All right. a great way to finish not only our new segment of How the Sausage is Made, not only <laughs> our award-winning segment, MySpace Top 8, but episode 55, um, the Daryl Waltrip episode. I think it was 55. Who sings that song? That's what episode this is. Sammy Hagar? <laughs> Maybe. Rascal Flats? Hey, no, hang on, hang on. It's a one way. T- oh, yeah, Sammy fucking. Oh, I'll, I'll sing two of Sammy Hagar songs. Oh, this is so embarrassing. The only reason I know it's, it's Sammy Hagar, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Oh. Ah, so fun, so fun. When did the words start? God. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was getting real close. Um, please give me words, Sammy. <laughs> I this is our this is our new segment. When do the words start? <laughs> I, I'm honestly convinced that he, he never says this. <laughs> this is the wrong song. Oh, here we go. I'll oh, get ready, folks. Get ready. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Hide your girlfriend. The Sammy Hagar is coming for him. 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> that really feels like the start of an episode kind of thing, but we're doing it to end it. <laughs> <laughs> what an episode. Oh, boy. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> we get our people pumped to stop listening. <laughs> oh, All right, well, what do you got for um, final thought? Uh, final thought, I was just going to go with stuff I've been watching. I've been uh, finishing... Uh, oh, Good Girl. Good Girl? Or, what's the, what's the show I'm watching? Well, I've been watching a lot of, like, animal stuff, but nobody cares about that, because there's a lot of documentaries on animals, and they're amazing. And I've, oh, here's a different what one. Like, Dimitri doc- Martin. Have you seen Dimitri Martin's new thing? Uh, Overthinker? Yes. No, I just saw the preview for it today. Yes, I, I have that, like, I'm, like, 20 minutes into that. So far, it's very funny. <laughs> I had to stop, though, so. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Animal documentaries and 20 minutes of Dimitri Martin. Yes, the first 20 minutes, so far, I'd give it a B++. Lots of potential. Not an A-, minus, huh? No, not yet. It's got a lot to prove. I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I can't believe I thought that. Idiot. All right. Um, what have I been watching? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I haven't really been watching much. I, I still haven't finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine because my dumb sister won't update her dumb credit card information on her dumb Hulu. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, shout, I have. shout out to my sister for letting me use all of her stuff. <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. Shout out to you. Um. That's the clutch. Let's see. I'm, I'm finishing up, um... Uh, Friday Night Lights for like the like the fifth time. Shout out to me. Uh, there is a documentary on Netflix called Tig T I G. It's about a stand up comedian called Tig Nataro. It's pretty mm. it's pretty inspirational. It's a comedian who like had breast cancer and then um, so she she had like this like rare colon uh, disease that that almost killed her. And then like two weeks later, her mom died. And then like a week <laughs> after her mom died, she got breast cancer. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Sounds like a great show. So then she got she got breast cancer on like a Wednesday or like a Tuesday. And then she had she was a she's a stand up comedian and she has this series at this club called Tig Has Friends where she has all these all these famous friends that would come in and like open for her and she would just close down because she's hilarious. So she, so yeah. um she had she had a show that Friday and the guys like texted her like after she, she found out she had breast cancer. I was like, Hey, are you going to like uh, do your show on Friday? And, uh-huh. and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. She didn't oh, tell anyone that, that she had cancer. So oh, yeah. So, and, and like by famous people, I'm saying like Ed Helms and the Louis CK, oh. like, like super, like, so the night that she had that show, Louis CK was the opener for her. And, um, she told the owner, she was like, Hey, I know you have a policy of like no recording or no video, but like, can you just re- record the audio for this? Cause I'm, I have something like very special going on and he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Cool. And he goes on and, and Tig goes on there and she's like, Hey everyone, um, I have breast cancer and everyone, so like everyone laughs and she just like starts talking about it, making jokes about it because nobody knows. And she just fucking yeah. comes out and she kills it. And that was in like 2013 and like the whole documentary is like her just fucking going from unknown comedian in the uh, fan world. Because like all the uh, actual comedians know how funny she is, she that's skyrocketed, awesome. and it's it's cool as shit. So that sounds really cool. Tig. And I definitely want to check that out. You sold it to me. Tig. T I G. She's cool as fuck. Um, so yeah, so check that out. Uh, I've I also watched a little bit of the Buried Life, which I think I've talked about on here. The Buried Life and Friday Night Lights are probably my two favorite shows of all time. So I've just been really inspired, really inspired. <laughs> Feeling real pumped up. All right. When we hit our peak. Do you have any other final thoughts other than TV shows? Nope, that's all I got for this week. Um, we did great without Sam. We don't even need him. Other than for his Derrick Rose segment, which he can just phone that in. Which, we no, I, I think we crushed, honestly. Yeah, we killed that. <clears throat> all right. Well, final thought, Cubs are going to win the World Series. That's it. Uh, episode 55. The Fuck Sam episode is in the books. Thank you for listening on SoundCloud, on iTunes, 12 on Sports Radio, uh, Sports Radio America. Um, I'm sure we'll get some guests soon. Yeah, we're trying. 
We have we have some. Your messages are going out. We have some in the works. Uh, I di- I really didn't work on it too much over the summer because I had work and I had my Australia trip and I had summer classes. So I was I was pretty busy, but summer classes are over. I'm gonna start getting some hot 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 guests again. So uh, who knows? You know? You know? You know what I mean? Hopefully it goes great. When things are gonna be great, we're gonna get Lonnie Walker IV and. Uh... <laughs> No one's gonna ever fucking get that guy. Also, big big shout out to Obscura Wine, um, twenty sixteen. Fueling the show. Yeah, yeah. So all my takes tonight have been brought to you by Obscura Wine from it's a twenty sixteen Petite Syrah from California. Uh, I drink a whole bottle of you. Colton oh, drinks red wine, ladies. So <laughs> watch ladies, out, ladies, ladies. Um, well that's it, guys. Jake, thank you for joining me. Fuck Sam, thank you for not joining us. I'm glad you weren't here. It was so much better without you. I'm sure he's definitely listening, especially to the last five seconds of the show. If I know Sam, it's that he follows through with everything he does, and he's for sure going to listen to the episode that he wasn't on. So. <laughs> Two things I know about Sam, for sure. All right. Um, bye. I love you. Bye. I love you. Oh, my God. Let's get this over with. One, two, three... Sweet, sweet, sweet.